why don't you take a Ooh. seat on this porch swing? Oh my goodness. Take oh this my lord. Copper mug filled with mint syrup and bourbon. It's William Faulkner <laughs> Majors, I do declare. That's correct. We've decided to part ways. <laughs> With our old podcast. With that s- the sinful media. With the sinful Yankee media. <laughs> and now we're all about Southern living. Yes, sir. I do declare. Paula Dean and Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Alright, that bit, that bit <laughs> wore out its welcome. <laughs> A lot quicker than I thought it would. Oh, boy. This is... This is Media Majors. Um, it has very little to do with William Faulkner. Who, one time when he was working, his daughter came into his office and said, Hey, can you not get drunk at my birthday party tomorrow? And Faulkner went, Well, no one remembers Shakespeare as a daughter. And went back to typing. <laughs> back to... T- wait, click it, click it, click it, ding! Tom, Tom Lockney, and I, Liam Sr., we are two dudes. Uh, yep. We're very crude. We're very rude. Yeah, and we're very bad. And we're lots of dudes. We're two bad dudes. <laughs> and uh, we, I like movies and TV shows. And I like video games and internet culture. And we research true stories and tell them to each other. And you... tell them to you. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, and you get to listen in. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do what the, the we did the, the your fade the pores. Oh shit, the Skype Liam. Bit. Ah, how do my pores look, Tom? Liam, you know what? I think have you been moisturizing? No. I, I don't know. You, they seem a bit dry. Mm. It's probably the cold winter weather. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it was all the mint juleps. Oh lordy, he's coming down with the consumption, y'all. Um, you know what? I was gonna save this for the middle of the podcast, but I say we do it now while we're in good moods. Mm-hmm. So since episode eight, uh, we did a segment in between the stories that was mostly for us just to kind of like Goof get some levity and like get yeah. some shit off our chests. And that were the ads. And uh, we've decided that we will no longer be doing the ads. Correct. For now. Uh, we're going to replace it with a new segment that we will tell you when we get to it at the end. So yeah. stay tuned. Tom, tell me a story. You're going first this week. I am. The year is 2012. Mm. And Twinbeard Studios. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, two things. One, it's 2017. Get your facts straight. <laughs> two, uh, Twin Beards. So, like, Why? Because it's an indie game company. And oh, it's, and it's so quirky. But Liam. I was gonna say there are probably more than two guys with beards at this company. Uh, they released their free browser game, Frog Fractions, to critical acclaim. Mm, frogs make me uneasy now. It's actually a really good, interesting video game, and it's free, and you can play it in your browser. I would recommend that everybody does it. And I- there's no picture of Pepe where like dressed as Hitler. It, no, it's the best Go. way to teach your child about fractions, and that's all I'll say. Of course, uh, there are Listeners, calls. you can't see the mug to the non-existent camera I just did, <laughs> but I looked at Tom very confusedly. Well, yeah. We'll talk about fractions later. Uh, of course, there are calls for a sequel. I'm not joking. Like, everybody in the gaming community loves this game. Um, so, uh, even though studio head Jim Crawford does not have immediate plans for a sequel... He starts to spitball ideas. Can we call him Jumping Jim Crawford? Hell yes. Cool. Jumping Jim Crawford. <laughs> starts spitballing ideas with a primary focus on preserving the surprise that uh, so many love. How about code triangles? Uh, how about uh, isosceles iguanas? I think, uh, I think what you're looking for is, is amphibian geometry. 
uh, no alliteration. No, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Amphibian angles! Hey, there you oh, go. The Gashimogul! Is he Italian by any chance? Absolutely not. But his primary focus is on preserving the element of surprise, the sense of surprise that so many loved from the first game. Gotcha. Quote, One of the things that's been lost about games since the 80s is that they're no longer particularly mysterious because of marketing, because they're cheap or free, because there are always Let's Plays or FAQs or super fans with decompilers doing nitty-gritty breakdowns if you wonder about something. In the 80s, games got secrets for free. For a game to have secrets nowadays, you really have to work at it. So, in March of 2014, uh, in March of 2014, uh, Twinbeard launches a Kickstarter for Frog Fractions 2. Liam, they want the lamest title. <laughs> this is its announcement video. Hi, my name's Hunter. And I'm Amy. Together, we run the Ashby Brewery at Indie, Indie Game Studio. Two years ago, we changed the face of edutainment with the critically acclaimed Frog Fractions. Annabelle Centaurum of Didactics UK called it, and I quote, absolutely the best way to teach your child about fractions. And premier educational resource Giant Bomb called us Liam is baffled, yo. But despite our success, fractions remain oh one of the least understood representations of numerical oh, value <laughs> amongst children. That is the most expressive eyebrows. We've got a plan like to fix this, film star. but it won't work without your help. Your help. Your help. Your help. <laughs> <laughs> No! This is the ring! Artisanal, draggy, sealing, healing, healing. I can't understand anything he's saying. Oh, neither can I. It's okay. You're not. You don't. Three difficulty levels. You just easy, have to let it wash easy, out. Easy, easy, and extreme. Pardon me, the lock. I lost the connection briefly. We've got about 30 seconds for lucky. At this point in the video, I, I, I don't think it would surprise you to let you know that um, this is being published by adults from games. Okay. <laughs> bought Frog Fractions 1 for your child, but were unsatisfied with his or her standardized test scores, you will of course receive a copy of Frog Fractions 2 absolutely free of charge. Aloha. Who are you guys? We come from the future. The, the future? future? Back to one. We have an important message for you at this most critical point in the development of your young child's minds. You see, the human brain before the age of 12 is highly plastic, meaning that it can learn much more rapidly. Ah, uh, that effect. Our broadcast window is short, so listen carefully. The last four digits of the page view count are zero, four, five, one. Wait, so you guys are from the future? Yes. Does iTunes just keep getting worse? Yes. <laughs> Zero, four, five, one. I the enormity of this request cannot be conveyed like over air, this data channel. I hit off the air. Not a hit, but like, a lot of problems with adults one now. Well, yeah. you heard it here first. If your child doesn't understand fractions, then he or she is doomed to a life of innumeracy. Just ask these guys. Trust us. We are from the future.
For example, I know Grandpa here is about to start playing the guitar. So pledge today. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no wonder it's un, un Gunderson. Mm -hmm. Alright. Oh my goodness. Liam, how much was that? Was it a little? No, that was a lot. <laughs> and it also didn't explain much. And it also was basically just an adult swim commercial. Yeah. Um, I think to, I think to get I think that's better than most adult swim things because I think to get that you really had to play Frog Fractions one to understand all the jokes. Uh, yeah, and that's and that's why I, I revealed that it's by Adult Swim Games because like otherwise I don't think that you would understand what they're going for with this Kickstarter if you if you yeah. didn't understand that Frog Fractions was a, like kind of a surreal play on video game tropes and, okay. and sort of like playing bait and switches with the player i i would really seriously like anybody it listening it, it takes like 20 minutes to play it's, it's totally no, worth uh, it broom shakalaka but that's the best adult swim video ever this announcement video is chock full of cryptic visual and audio clues which you just heard uh though most of them just lead to the word butts <laughs> it reaches its goal without issue Though post-goal updates are sparse. The, yeah, it's a Kickstarter. <laughs> the gaming public knows better, though, and begins uh, to search Frog Fractions 2 with extreme scrutiny. <laughs> That's right. We're using an Oprah browser. One of the clues... Shit, what's the O browser called? Liam, find out what it's called and put the good joke in. There you and go. And you'll do great. One of the clues in the initial video link, links players to a website called Twin Bread, a list of instructions on bread making. That's nice. Uh, once these instructions are input during a certain sequence of the original Frog Fractions, players are taken to an Obama beard shaving simulator. What is that? It's a, it's a in-browser game. Where you shave Obama's beard? Where you shave a beard off of Barack Hussein Obama. Obama. In this Obama beard shaving simulator game, there is a Twitter simulation that includes a date and time, April 5th, at a location, oh my god, this is timely, on the Berkeley campus. Oh my god. Players who arrived on location were stunned to find creator Jumpin' Jim Crawford Love it. being arrested for the distribution of... Of child of pornography. Bug porn. Thank God. Guys, guys, this is not an episode about child pornography. I'm so wait, wait, happy. Wait, 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 Bug porn? Bug porn. Don't put your arm around me after hey, saying Liam. bug porn. Hey, Liam, let's get close. I'm not uncomfortable. Let's get intimate. You know what? Right. We're, we are, you know, both, we're both here in my basement sitting next to each other on my couch and i thought that maybe we could talk about bug porn i already came what are yeah what two are minutes you, ago what are you into not bugs is it bugs on my dick is that what bug porn is is it people putting bugs in their urethra or their cooch no 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 no. i mean like literally like bugs is it just bugs bugging? yeah just like good old fashioned like I, like grasshopper missionary, son. <laughs> it's the grassroots grasshopper porn movement. Yeah, 
So there's another jumping Jim Crawford. Crawford has been arrested for cricket pornography. Uh, there's another there's another video accompanying this if you would like to watch. I mean, yeah, it's part of the story, right? Oh yes, of course. Good. Okay. Are we at that part? Yes. All right. Enough of this, James Crawford. Uh, uh. Not Please again. His Majesty, for your time crimes against the, the uh, Chrono Imperium, for your distribution <laughs> and production of bug porn, for your association with agents of Bug Mars, <laughs> for your fraternizing with frogs, for other accounts the other crimes, you must be held accountable. The stuff they do is just embarrassing. I don't know if you could tell, but these game developers are not professional actors. No. I do like this for how earnest it is. Even if it is this Take an like improv class, deeply ironic joke, um, because they are trying very hard. See, he dropped the sack. For an audience of three people. Yeah. I would never. I would never have the guts or the courage to do what these people did. Where are we going? The reenactors or the uh, the actors? Oh, oh, you. Okay, what's in the bag? So what we just saw there was some strange ass viral marketing. Yeah, Jim Crawford is with a bunch of Berkeley students or whoever showed up for this thing. Uh, man pulls like a children's toy gun on him. And tells him that yeah, I mean you He's heard under the audio. Us for bug porn, time travelers come in. It's very strange. They put a bag over his head and toss him in a car. It's it's pretty it's pretty surreal. Yeah, attendees were handed a brown paper sack containing ten floppy disks because of course, uh, chock full of drawn bug porn. <laughs> I like that part. Yep. that's hilarious. Oh, this is an ARG. What what we're talking about here? What's an ARG? An augmented reality, reality game. game on a web browser? No, it's it's has to do with the it's it's like viral marketing. Oh, 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 oh so okay. all of this is building up to the release of Frog Fractions to what it is, what it's going to be, building hype. Um, Those getting three people who like it must be excited. Well, no, it, I I'm mean kidding, like I'm it kidding. made it made like I think seventy thousand dollars on the Kickstarter. <laughs> Chumps change. Yeah, it's it's um. No, that's good. Yeah. At this point, there's a brief lull in the arc, though it picks up again on July 30th, 2015, during an episode of Jumpin' Jim's podcast, Jump Shack. Train Hot Dog. All right. In the episode... You know, Tom, sometimes I worry that our podcast name isn't great. It's good, but I wonder if it could be better. No. We've nailed it on the first try, yeah. because there are podcasts called Hot Dog Train. Uh, in the episode's final moments, a voice tells listeners, quote, Brought to you by the time travel dot club. Oh god. Now uh, what? There's a link for audio that I can send to you. For is it my suicide? The following episode included audio that, when processed through spectrograph, revealed a username and password. Thank you, nerds. Gadsby and password one two three. That's pretty good. Also pretty funny. I also kind of say, for a guy who was talking about how there are no secrets in video games anymore, he's really relying on the secret uh, digger-uppers to get through this viral marketing campaign. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. 
that the username and password would allow players to log into the web page time-travel.club. Players were treated to a cryptic this message. This is a great Gatsby thing. But the true message was only revealed to those who thought to favorite the fucking page. Like, like you had to li- bookmark it? Yeah, you had to bookmark it. And the Damn. bookmark title read Future Resistance Operation Garrison 1.50, oh which is, God. of course, a uh, the anagram of which is Frog, Frog 1.50. Oh, acronym. Acronym. Thank you. Because that's why I thought Learning it acronym. and growing every day with You're an Tom. English major. Yep. Um, <laughs> The, the team releases a few other videos that include audio glitches, all leading to more obscure websites. Like, I think you kind of get the gist yeah. of that at this point. But then, after November 2015, things go quiet for a while. On the Western Front. Yes. This leads to intense paranoia in the consuming public. Every little detail of every game gets scrutinized, seemingly to no avail the public begins to constantly ask themselves every time they find some like weird shit in a video game is this frog fractions too exactly that it becomes like a meme then one day someone notices a strange eye sigil in popular indie game crypt of the necro dancer and then in the magic circle and then in firewatch wait a minute yep but we played Firewatch together while holding hands. You were the right left side of the controller, and yeah. I was the right side of the controller. Yeah, I controlled the right hand. I controlled the left hand. You controlled the right hand, um, which was very, very difficult. It took Climbing us, ladders was it took impossible. Us 13 days to beat the first level. Yeah. Our That's- characters starved to death in the woods. Multiple times. And so people kind of go, like, fucking wild. So they find an Easter egg for frog factions and Firewatch? Well, here's... No, no, no. Here's the thing. They don't know if this is an Easter egg in frog fractions or if, like, they have been searching for a pattern for so long. That they're just, like, gone insane. Because here's the thing. Some people think that this might just be, like, some sort of weird shared texture. A lot of games, um, for people who don't know, a lot of indie games... Uh, are built from the same game engines like uh, Unity or Unreal. Uh, so, so like the tech that m- makes f- physics objects work. Or well, it's kind of like how you know, an a-, a special effects house doesn't can work. They're like a freelance thing. Yeah, it, it would it's be shared. It's yeah, it's like, a, a better example. I think would be like if like three um, different mu- musicians buy the same effects pedal. And even if even if they all play like different genres of music, the sound will be the same. Everyone's gonna use Adobe Premiere or exactly. Premiere to edit, but that's gonna yeah. Um, and so people are no- noticing the same textures. This an eye sigil. What's an eye sigil? Like literally, like a sigil, like a hi- a glyph that looks like, like an hi- eye, like a hieroglyphic. Yeah, that looks like an eye. That, is it in Firewatch? Is it just like carved on a fucking tree or something? Uh, it's 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 like some weird obscure shit where you like have to go into like hidden textures to gotcha, find it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But and and that's why people are like, maybe this is just I, a coincidence. Yeah, I might have gone too far. Wow. Like like is this just some sort of weird like joke from the developers of of uh, is un- the Unreal A11, Engine? Is this an A one one three thing? Yeah, exactly. For people who don't know, A one one three was a classroom in like cal arts and people who people just throw it in animation all the time yeah but the other thing too that's weird is all of these sigils differ 
just slightly. Oh shit, where is this going? Um, but it continues to appear in nearly 20 different indie games, and people become convinced that it means something. The gaming community begins to suspect some sort of ARG, but they're still not sure what it means. Perhaps the most concrete evidence exists within a separate ARG for indie collecting games Slide the Shakes. One of the game's levels included one of the eye sigils, and in that level existed a hidden Morse code message reading Arch USB, referring to a location from an ARG that they implemented for their previous game, Landsliders. Are you still with me? No, I, lost. I, I left a while ago. <laughs> You lost, you lost me at Firewatch. So basically... No, 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 I, I was kidding. Yeah, this iSigil thing is an ARG that this indie developer used for another ARG that was based off of a previous ARG that they had done. ARG! So when people... The Arch Hub location was an arch in Hollywood, Los Angeles, and somebody went there, and there was a USB... And on this USB was a piece of an elliptical map. An elliptical map? I'm like a satellite? Like in space? I'm going to show you an image. Is this image going to change the nature of our podcast? Forever. Forever? Forever and ever. If it's LemonParty.org, I've seen it many times. Oh, uh, it's not. Guys, it is not Lemon Party. No, it, it there looks. There's no old, old men boning. It, it looks like one of those circular mazes that you that are on like a menu at denny's denny's kids corner yeah man one time i went into a denny's and i saw a sad story i saw a very old man get into a fight with a homeless person who was peeing uh on the carpet you know what that's i thought that story was gonna be funny but it just ended up sad beckett play so what what we're looking at is a full circle but each piece of this was filled in by uh, a different eye sigil uh, that, that provided coordinates to something. Nerds. Um, and it all came together to form this this map. If, if you look it up online, there are plenty of links to this. It's, guys, I'm, like, I've been researching this. I have no idea what the fuck we're looking at. It's, like, it's, it's got, like, degrees me. and, like, maybe coordinates on it? Well, it seems like it's there's a path but it's not really a path. And there are circles and triangles and squares inside of the triangle maze. Goal and square singular. I guess you're right, yeah. So people no longer believe that this is a coincidence, but they're still not sure what it's for. But it's not concrete enough for me to say that it's not, it's something and it's frustrating. Some speculate that it's for the elusive Frog Fractions too, but... Uh, friend of the podcast, Jumpin' Jim Crawford, officially tweets out a link to a webcomic claiming that it would be a, quote, simpler explanation for that eye sigil thing. It's a webcomic about crop circles. Some people begin Jim. to doubt. They believe that they've been chasing ghosts. makes me feel good. Chasing makes me feel good. They're ghost chasers. Also, why are you singing the worst ghost? Because it's the best Ghostbusters song. No! My power. Busted makes me feel Oh, good. what a world. 
Some developers are actually accused of including the sig sigil as a ploy for attention. As sort of like, well, by, by like hopping on this viral marketing bandwagon. Even the press is not able to attain concrete answers from developers. Some outright deny intentionally including the sigil in their game, claiming they do not know how it got there, supporting the sort of like, maybe this is a joke from the creators of the game engine uh, uh, theory. Maybe it's Maybelline. And again, lots of tech and assets are shared between teams. This is, this is not uncommon. Crawford then releases a positively bizarre video entitled Soup Tasters. Whoa, hold on. Crawford? I know. Crazy, Does right? weird? Um, Not so kookamongo. It's it, like literally it's just him and his friend eating Campbell's chicken noodle soup and like being weird. And Nanamdi. Uh, goofy editing. There's a rapper from Chicago named Nanamdi. Uh, his last name's hard for me to say. He did a whole concept album about Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup, so bitch, please. But people think that this maybe is the continuation of the ARG, the Soup Tasters video, and that all this time previously had been wasted until December 2016. Two years, a little over two years, after the success of the Frog Fraction 2 Kickstarter... A member of the public who had completed one of the previous ARG challenges uh -oh. is sent a mysterious button nope. in the mail uh -uh. with a sticky note that says that simply says Fuck launch ff2 that's it it explodes the, the button the button explodes <laughs> no that's not true i just i just thought i'd i just thought i'd yank your chain i'm just joshing with you i know you got chain gunk all over the place oh it's nasty all that rust <laughs> frog fractions <laughs> is discovered i rusted a nut i'll go oh my god I'll see myself now. i uh, i'm so mad well, at you worse than the poop jokes yeah sure but that was like 15 minutes of me doing poop buttons i remember it now they live stream pressing the button and frog fractions is discovered shortly thereafter hidden within a previously released game entitled glitter mitten grove it is discovered via a conspicuous update package that took place immediately after the button press was streamed live on the internet and that is the story of the Frog Fractions 2 ARG. Oh, um, the sigil thing yeah. was involved, sort of. Crawford had actually overplayed his hand. The, the weird coordinate map thing was supposed to just be a map for the Frog Fractions 2 game, but he wasn't quite done with the map by the time he... Like, he changed some things in the map by the time he had sent out all the sigils, so, so that's why he was like very quiet about that. Gotcha. Um, although Didn't work all the way. It's fucking wild that he managed to get like twenty plus indie developers that's in insane. on the joke, and nobody fucking spilled the beans. That's that's wild. In, well, he probably <sighs> uh, threatened them with a knife or a gun or both. No, he or probably, a knife or a knife that shoots guns. He probably. No, that's not practical. A gun that shoots knives, <laughs> much more practical. I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that. Uh, it's it, He probably was just told one guy, you know, didn't mention the other main team. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, they knew. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But you know what? I think that's going to be the first in, of many installments of video game ARGs because they get like fucking weird. They get super weird. Um, like that spectrograph shit. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, which anybody who doesn't know what that means, like you put in audio into a program like Audacity and, and it like s- the audio has been constructed such that it will like spell words out. It's weird. All right. All right. That's Tom? my story. Liam, tell me your story. This story is called the 2007 Boston Bombing Scare. Oh, my fuck. Oh. 2007. 2007. Okay. 2007. 2007. Well, I want to just make so – I just want to be so clear. And it's a bomb scare. Okay. 2007. 2007. None to do Patriots. Well, remember 2007. Nickelback just coming hot off the – Hot off the presses with their new single photograph. Everybody cares or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. You know. So love Jesus. I'm gonna I start think. this story as you'd think I would. Yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, okay. also known as Aqua Unit Patrol One, Aqua Something You Know Whatever, Aqua TV Show Show, and Aqua Teen Hunger Force Forever. Those were all names for it at one point. Yes, I'm aware. Is it was an animated show created by Dave Willis and Matt. It's over now. Oh, I didn't been over for two years. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. We'll get to it. Created by Dave <laughs> Willis and Matt Mattiello that aired on Adult Swim. Yeah. December 30th, 2000. Uh, it was the surreal adventures and antics of three anthropomorphic fast food items, Master Shake, Frylock, and Meatwad, who lived together as roommates in New Jersey and frequently interacted with their human next-door neighbor, Carl Pratanadilowitzki, who was just a dum-dum. It also featured a rogue gallery of villains, from 8-bit sassy moon things called Moonanites, an onion with spider legs named Willie Nelson, and, my personal favorite, Inflatable Hitler. <laughs> it ended in August of 2015, consisting of 11 seasons, uh, which makes it the longest-running series in Adult Swim history. Wow. On January 31st, 2007, at mm-hmm. roughly 8 a.m., a Boston commuter noticed an odd device on a support beam for an elevated section of I-93 North. Uh-oh. It was a small black box with a battery pack, some electrical tape, and an illuminated cartoon character flipping the bird. Liam, I can't help but notice that this story... story... has kind of taken a turn. Yeah, you, you really yanked me into left field with this one. Tom, I'm. you'll see what I'm doing. He alerted the Metro Police who called in the bomb squad, who noticed the similarities it held with improvised explosive devices. IEDs. Oh, Jesus. The highway, one of the busiest in the in the northeastern U.S., was closed down, and a citywide scramble of fire and police departments began to find the owner of the possible bomb and any other such devices, of which at least four were found scattered across Boston. So they found more of these things. Is this is this some viral marketing bullshit? Is that where this story? Oh my God, he smiled so during the and pro- so devilishly, y'all. During the preliminary oh investigation at the site. Police found that the device shared some characteristics with IEDs, you know, just like power source, exposed circuit board with exposed wiring, electrical tape, stuff that makes you go like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. After initial assessment, Boston police shut down the northbound side of I-93 and parts of the public transportation system. And just after 10, the bomb squad used a small explosive filled with water to destroy the device as a precaution. MBTA Transit Police Lieutenant Salvatore Venturelli told the media at the scene, this is a perfect example of our passengers taking part in Homeland Security. He ref- this is important. He refused to describe the object in detail 
because of the ongoing investigation. So, nobody knows what these look like. This is incredibly important. Okay. It's not consistent with equipment that would be there normally. Investigators were trying to determine if it was a hoax or something else entirely. Uh, they reopened traffic on the bridge uh, at 10.05 a.m., two hours after the discover. It was determined to be a hoax, according to the police. Hmm. Three hours later, Uh-oh. Boston police received a call identifying another device located at the intersection of Stewart and Charles Street. At 1.11 p.m., the Massachusetts State Police requested assistance from the bomb squad with devices found under the Longfellow and Boston University bridges. Three more dev- things have been found. Oh, my God. Both bridges were so closed bad. as a precaution, and the Coast Guard closed the river to boat traffic. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was so popular that they released a film in April of 2007 called... Aqu- Yo! What? You can't fucking do that! Yes, I can. It's called Delegatory. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up, because you just went from... And there was another device. There are three more devices. Under another, under three more bridges. Aqua Teen Hunger, Hunger Force. Force. It had a movie. It's called Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Uh, sorry. A- Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. All those words. Not yeah. colon the symbol. The word colon. Yeah. It opened. I didn't write this down. It opens with a oh, let's all go, go to, to the, the left but it's metal and, a metal yeah, they, coming. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really great it's one of my favorite scenes don't take your dick out unless you really have to <laughs> it's really funny it was also the first and so far only adult swim series to have a theatrical release film i lied because i think tim and eric's billion dollar movie was in theaters yeah uh so but it was the first uh, authorities responded with what the Boston Globe described as an army of emergency vehicles at the scene, including police cruisers, fire trucks, ambulances, and the Boston Police Department bomb squad. Also present were live TV crews, large crowd of onlookers, and helicopters circling overhead. Liam, this is a, you're describing Tom, a real shut up. bad scene. This next sentence, next two sentences are gonna fucking destroy you. Okay. Peter Burdovsky. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Who had placed the original device, went to the scene, and video recorded the situation. Oh, boy. Burdovsky then recognized the device, so he realized what had happened, but made no attempt to inform the police at the scene. <laughs> for marketing for the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, Cartoon Network hired the marketing company Interference, who came up with a public marketing campaign. Oh my god! Oh my! They would make god. They would make light, bright-looking devices featuring the popular Moonanite character flipping the bird, and would scatter them around publicly. Oh! Burdovsky returned to his apartment and contacted oh. Interference, the company who had hired him to place the lights. He was told by Interference that they would handle informing the police and that he should personally say nothing about the situation several sources noted that hundreds of officers in the boston police department or city emergency planning office on the scene were unable to identify the figure not one of them? no one was able to identify the figure <laughs> and remember because it was an ongoing investigation they wouldn't describe it to the public until well into the afternoon oh my god until a young staffer at Mayor Thomas Menino's office. Some young hip intern. He saw what they were doing and went, in his that's a moon tonight from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> hey, I'm your, I'm your young hip intern. I've got a man bun Throw, and a beard. He throws his, gla- his glasses he doesn't need off. Oh. 
It's that's from a stoner comedy comedy show. I saved the day. It's 70 degrees out, but I'm wearing a scarf. And let me tell you about Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's a good show. Oh, you want to smoke this bubblegum kush with me? After the devices were then removed, the Boston oh, Police Department stated in their defense <laughs> that the devices shared some characteristics with IEDs. So, <laughs> although city prosecutors... Uh, eventually concluded there was no ill intent involved in the placing of the ads the city continues to refer to the event as a bomb hoax implying intent rather than a bomb scare which isn't fair to interference, interference or but especially time. well we'll get to it reflecting back on the incident years later various academics and media sources have characterized the reaction to the marketing campaign as a form of social panic so we've all heard yeah. the stories about, like, the nuns in the chapel who all went crazy and were doing cat noises all at the same time and nobody knows why. The town that Mass danced in the, the town that literally danced themselves to death. It was on an episode of Sawbones. Okay. Fuck yourself. Okay, I thought you were going to make a really awesome Footloose joke. No. <laughs> the town that decided to all dance together. I'll look that up, though. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Basically, a bunch of people <laughs> said that it was fucking hilarious that the Boston police were super stupid. That's, I mean, like... And, like, but academics went on to say this. They oh were like, God. this is social panic. Like, this is why things happen. Wait, okay, so describe the device again. Liter- it was looked it, like a light bright. It was just LEDs? It was an LED. It was a box that looked almost like a, mo- like a, like a speaker. Okay, so then when they opened the first one and then the second one and then the third one and then they were like oh like bombs aren't made like this weren't they like oh they only they destroyed the first one and had to call in a bomb squad for the fifth one they found that day i think what happened was cops were just waiting around them they're idiots anyways This was called the Great Moonanite Panic of 2007, and um, although it's although the most of the city laughs it off, a lot of the younger people think that the uh, arresting P- Peter Bardavosky and Sean Stevens was not warranted. Oh right, oh, they, yeah. I forgot to mention hey, something. Yeah, I was gonna um, say the people who were hired to plant these were arrested. So in November of 2006. About two months before this whole ordeal, mm-hmm. Boston area artist Zebler Peter Badovsky, so he's like a graffiti artist. Yeah, met John, who doesn't give his last name in this article I found, aka VJ Awaz in New York City. John worked for a marketing organization named Interference Inc. and asked Badovsky if he wanted to be interested in working on a promotional project. Badovsky mm-hmm. agreed, and he enlisted the help of his friend Sean Stevens for the project. They shipped them forty of these electronic signs to place all over the city. Yeah, like you do. Um, according to the police, the suggested locations for those included train stations, overpass, trendy areas, high traffic, visibility areas. They were paid 300 each for their assistance. Way to underpay your people interference. <laughs> that is like, that's not enough for the amount of work they're doing. So they put up 20 of the lights in the middle of January. They dubbed the activity Boston Mission 1. While Stevens and Brodovsky put up the lights, another, uh, Dana Seaver, who was also involved with this, recorded the activity on video and sent a copy to interference. On January, 20, on January 29th, more were placed. Boston Mission 2. 18 more lights. Some of the devices had already been up for two weeks in the city before the Boston incident occurred. Oh my god. Uh, although no permits were ever secured for the division's installation. The marketing company responsible for the campaign made no comment on the situation, and their website was down, but restored four days later. Peter and Sean 
were arrested by Boston police on the evening of January 31st, charged with violating Chapter 266, Section, and I'm not kidding, Section 102A and a half. I'm reading it. There's 102A and a half. You know that joke they always make in shows where it's like, by the time charter and Section F, so da, 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 yeah. and a half. And you're always like, oh, how silly. Fill this format in triplicate. That's yeah. a real thing. Of the general laws of Massachusetts, which states that it's illegal to display a hoax device with the motive to cause citizens to feel threatened, unsafe, and concerned. Bitch, that's not what they did. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. Interference. Have they ever, like, done anything like this? Cause, well, oh, interference? I don't know. Because I'm coming from the standpoint of, like, there are um, PR companies in games who pride themselves on, like, quote-unquote edgy marketing like how with uh gta san andreas uh rockstar hired a pr company who told them oh like our thing is just to make you guys look garbage because all press is good press so we're going to distribute tapes to the news and get you guys in the news cycles as a threat to the children so that so that grand theft auto becomes a household name um and, and and so like I, yeah, I'm wondering, like, like me, even if, even if, um, Peter and Sean, Peter and Sean, were not like privy to this. Is it possible that Interference is a cynical PR company that was no. like, hey, maybe like people will think it's a bomb threat? I don't think so, only because a couple things. So they are a guerrilla marketing company based in NYC. Okay, they've been around since 2001. And their only big thing on the Wikipedia page is this incident. So oh. I think their thought was let their lawyers handle it we can't say anything okay and then here's what happened literally that night they were held at the state's police barracks overnight and were released on a two thousand five hundred dollar bail from the charleston division of the boston municipal court the following morning because they're adult swim fans yeah they did a press release specifically after their lawyer said don't talk to the press about this they went to the press and only talked about what haircuts they should get Fucking There's awesome. a three-minute video of it. Punk rock it's not hell. as funny as you want it to be because they are so earnest. Where they're like, one of them has dreadlocks and one of them is just like very has a lot of bangs going on. Yeah, and they're literally you can hear the press being like, "This isn't funny," which makes it all the more better. <laughs> and they don't break a sweat. That's so it's good. So good. I couldn't find anything else about the course court thing. I think it was dropped when they realized like, okay, this was like. Not done. This was art deco gone wrong. Like, this is just art performance art that just, like, you guys freaked out. Unfortunately, it had a little bit of some weird ramifications. On February 27th, 2007, about a month after the incident, the Boston Police Bomb Squad responded and detonated another object that they believed to be a bomb, which turned out to be a city-owned traffic counter. (laughs) What the in the months following the scare, stickers reading, don't panic, this is not a bomb, do not be afraid, do not call the police, stop letting the terrorists win, begin to appear on Boston parking meters, ATMs, and other objects in the, uh, in public. Amazing. And then... Well, here's the thing, is like, this shit would not have happened if, it, well, if one, if one of the Boston PD uh, folks watched, like, any adult swim. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of the academics say that a lot of the scare comes from a generation gap because this was kind of like before the, the, the people who would have populated the, the Boston PD at that time, uh, did not belong to the generation that would have grown up watching adults or, or at like least that. cartoon network. Yeah. Um, so because they are what they are, 
Aqua Teen Hunger Force responded by writing an episode called Boston. It was not aired, it was pulled, and it was not seen until like two years ago when they found a, someone found like a link to it. Oh. Apparently, it's not that bad. I haven't seen it. I probably won't watch it just because I don't care. Yeah. But like, I think it if it had been a big controversy, I think they just took that idea and made like a fun episode about it. Yeah. But it's so funny that you talked about a game where Adult Swim did weird fucking marketing because I also told a story about Adult Swim's weird fucking marketing. Fascinating. I love it. Don't you love it when our stories come together like that? That's not the first time this has happened. This, this has happened true. a couple times. All right, so you guys have all been waiting. Yeah, it's time for our newest segment. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna. You know, we talk about a lot of things on this show. Mostly cum. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of cum talk. No, none in this though. Give me cummies, daddy. Today, well, now you ruined it. I want daddy's cummies, but I also want everybody to feel good. But I also want to, like, okay, so we talk. Wait, about... hold on. We have to talk about the noise that you just made. <laughs> That's you the, sound like a pig. <laughs> that's the noise I make to, so that daddy gives me his cummies. Got it. So we talk about like a lot of shit on the show, and some of it gets like really intense and rough, and I think that we would like want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. important that we talk about yeah. it, because it's usually stuff that, like, and, you know, Pizzagate, Last Tango, that was a little bit of an anomaly just because we lucked out on the timing, but no one was, I think, digging as deep publicly as we were. I think that's safe to say. Well, I mean, the, or a podcast. Yeah, we got we got Whatever. stuff from I got stuff from certain sites. Right, right, yeah. right. So did yeah. that. But what I'm saying is, you know, I think I still think it's important that we have these discussions. And you know, we're both very politically aware, and it's been kind of rough on yeah. us the last couple of months. As I, I'm, I mean, like, and yeah, we're I, we're the lucky ones. Yeah, like we're the most privileged fucks. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's so to balance that out. Every week we are are gonna do a segment called self-care corner where (laughs) care for yourself care for yourself first uh where we each say something from our week that made us feel good or happier we're thankful for or, or or whatever and and also by the way like if and if anybody who listens wants to like send in a submission, please do. Oh my god, we'll read it, it on so the air. Fucking good. We'll it can, read it on the air. It can be something that made you laugh. It can be something that like made you like cry in like a good way. Like, yeah, enjoy. good good things. No bummers, please. Yeah, it can start bummerish and get better. Though. Yeah, something something that made you happy and brightened your day or your week or whatever. So I'm gonna start for this week oh, and also it doesn't have to be like you know we're both big maximum fun guys so it doesn't we're not talking like an overheard or anything it can just be like i did this thing like it'd yeah. be something that happened to you yeah oh yeah anonymous or or if you want us to read your name oh yeah yeah, yeah. let us know uh i'm gonna go first this week uh this morning i woke up and like i this lols it's beyonce she woke up like this. I've never listened to Beyonce. What? Oh, dude. Well, like, if you like Carly Rae Jepsen, oh, that's not even a good one. Countdown. Listen to Countdown. Okay. And I woke up to a text from uh, completely out of the blue from my best friend from high school who I have not spoken to in I think three years now. Jesus. And and he he was like, hey man, like what's up? How are you doing? 
Um, and then he told me about a girl uh, that we went to high school with who is pregnant now. Of course. Um, and well, you know what? I try not to judge. I I know I know a lot of people, and it's not. Well, I just meant, of course, you gotta gossip. About yeah. The people you went to high school. Oh with. my god! It's you the, have to. You have to though. It's the best. Yeah. I try not to judge people. High school almost is justified by the amount of gossip I get to do about the people oh, I got yeah. high school. I went post grad high school gossip is the fucking best thing in the Especially world. Especially when you're doing okay. Yeah. I try not to judge people who 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 choose to get pregnant no, early. No, it is not. It is not the lifestyle that not, I would choose because that I, if I had a baby right now, it would be it would be dead in a week. If I had a baby, my parents would have another baby they'd have to raise. That's essentially how it would work. <laughs> it would be like they'd know it. I'd know it. It'd be awful. It would be like having a dog. <laughs> basically, to <laughs> That's me, how I would treat to it. me, it would be having a dog um, that I get to name. Yeah, this is what. <laughs> Don't ever let us near your kids. Yeah, we should not be fathers. <laughs> I want kids, and I don't think I should be a father. But yeah, we gossip, we shout the shit, and we might hang out soon. And That's that was awesome. just like such a nice thing. That's my uh, contribution to the corner. Here's my contribution. I'm going to do two. One that I have told you, and I just think is so delightful. It is something that I overheard. I was at a mall with my betrothed. No, I keep calling her that, and I forget that means that we're we're not engaged. Yeah, dude, but it's such a good word. It's a betrothed, good... my paramour. I just like using things. I don't like saying girlfriend. Uh, partner, say your partner. I'm not a gay science teacher. No, 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 no. but it, partner does not have to be same. Oh, I sex. know, but I just what I the first inclusion of that word in my life was by gay science teacher. Saying partner is like infinitely less creepy than being like. Hello, my betrothed. Like We're not engaged, but I'm calling you my, my betrothed. Betro- well, I said betrothed because I say words wrong on purpose. I'm going to put a ring on your finger whether you like it or not, that's, my betrothed. That's not where I'm putting the ring and you know it. Um, under. Yeah. Cock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We can't put it on her vagina. It doesn't work. <laughs> fucking physics 101. That's the first thing they taught us in physics. Jesus fucking Christ. I, I was in a mall, and I overheard a, a teen brag to his friends. Uh, my mom's probably fucking pissed at me right now. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Oh. And uh, uh, today, a um, the most, like, R. Lee Emery fucking podunk military southern macho can only understand half the words he's saying motherfucker called me a genius today (laughs) and said he can't wait to be educated by me again all because all because i just talked about some movies i've seen i talk about movies a little bit and people around me go you watch a lot of movies don't you it's like motherfucker i have mentioned three there you go man but it was good anyways yeah that's the end of the show self-care corner good things happen to people who do their part yep all right thank you so much for listening to media majors to fuck the majors i'm sorry i don't know why i sound like i'm having a stroke um oh because ending podcasts are weird it's a weird thing to do because no one's listening to us but we're acting as if we're saying goodbye to a ton of people yeah well it's odd everybody but i love it goodbye we'll be the We'll be there, we'll for, be there you. for you. And, uh, you know, plugs. Yeah. Stay safe out there, y'all. Do your part. <laughs>